0: It gives me great joy. All the way from Moldova. um, We call them Zio pastors, but more than anything, we call them our
1: friends. We love these people. They're absolutely wonderful. They're in our hearts, and uh, we just can't wait
0: for you to share. So, um, would you give it up for Sam and Leo? Uh, so wonderful to be back with you uh, family, we missed you so much and uh, Jackie, I can't believe you're leaving Playbox, three out of my four children went to Playbox, it's the best preschool in the town, I would say in the country, so you don't know where to send your children, send them there, they love on them so much and my children loved it, so um, praying for fresh vision and new dreams for you in your next chapter. So um, I just wanted to share a little bit about Leo and I, really, because I'm aware that most of you probably don't know us. Can I sit
1: down? I will
0: sit down. You want to sit down? He's getting old. He needs to rest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Leo and I first met 20 something years ago, too uh, too many years ago. Um, I'd just become a Christian and. It's a long story. But I ended up in his village as an English teacher in the local school. And his dad was the pastor of the local Baptist church where I used to go every Sunday. And Leo was working in Moscow. And every holiday he'd come home to visit. And, and that's um, when I started to meet with Leo. And we fell in love. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And that really, that time just really launched us straight into our our call and our purpose um, for God. And we lived maybe 15 years or something like that in the UK where we had three of our children. And we just really felt this strong call to go back to Moldova because even though it wasn't my nation, God broke my heart for that nation when I was just 20 And I fell in love with the people. I fell in love with the land. And it was always my desire to go back. And for Leo, it was a tougher journey because he's one of 10 children. They were Christians during communist times. And they were heavily persecuted as a family. His dad was sent to jail. They very rarely had any food to eat. His mum would put a pot of water on the stove and just pray that she'd find something to put in it and a neighbor would turn up at the door with a a chicken and and God would really provide for them so they've they've really been through a difficult journey living in in Moldova and so for Leo to go back was a really big step because as a dad as a, a husband you want to be able to provide for your family and you don't want your children to live in poverty you want them to prosper you want them to have what you didn't have growing up and so it was a really big um, leap, but the call of God was so strong, we couldn't deny it. He spoke to us both audibly about going back, and there was no denying that that was his purpose for us. And so we did. We we went back nearly 10 years ago. I can't believe it's 10 years. Um, it's gone by so fast, and we got involved very quickly in the local church in a local church plant we were pastors for many years in a in a local village we've been building houses for uh, poor families in the villages and blessing them with homes Um, do a lot of humanitarian aid because although Moldova is in Europe it's the poorest country in Europe and it's classed as a third world country so we're still in no running water. Um, a lot of people don't have electricity or gas to their homes. They have to light fires to stay warm. So it's it, it's um, still a, a, a very difficult way of life. And it's been a privilege for us to be able to help these people that are in need, but not just help them, but bring them the word of God as well. Um, but have the opportunity to pray with them all and to see Miracles happen in their lives. We visited a family not long ago with Matt and Amy when they came to visit, and and the mum had liver cancer, and she was given just a few months to live. We prayed for her that day and we didn't hear back from her for another couple of months. And she'd been to the hospital and they said, You don't have any cancer, it's not there anymore. You're fine. And she couldn't believe it. She's like, she's like, who are you? She's like, how is that possible? And we're like, you know, glory to God. He's the one that, he's the one that does it. And it's, it's those moments when you see people encounter God's power, God's presence, uh, his miracles. It's such a privilege to see that change and that light bulb moment going on for people as they encounter his love. And that's such a privileged position for us to, to be in. Um, I wasn't going to share this this morning, but I feel like God's asking me to. So I'm going to be vulnerable with you for a minute. Um, so about two years ago, God called us out of the church plant that we were in in Cornish. He was saying it was time. It was just for a time. We we're missionaries. We were there to help bring the um, church plant back to a full congregation. We raised up leaders, a whole army of women, actually. There wasn't many men in the church. Good, strong women leaders in the church. And we felt that God was calling us to come out, which we did. We did it over a slow period of time. And we made sure that the church and, and the leadership and the surrounding churches that were supporting the church plant were ready for us to leave. And everything seemed fine until we left. And then the accusations came which has been a very, very difficult um, two years. And you know, the devil's the one that comes to accuse. He's the one that comes to condemn you. And we have three, um, three lies being told about us at the moment, which is quite interesting. Um, the first one is, is that we steal young people from churches. We don't steal young people from churches, just to reassure you, we're not gonna take anybody. Um, But what we do is we invest in young people. We invest in the next generation. We encourage them to get an education. And most importantly, we encourage them to find the call of God on their life. That's the most important thing for them. And as you know, you've got the wonderful Marku, who's who's serving with you here. What an amazing young man he is. Um, We've got uh, Sandu and Ruth with us today. Uh, he, we sent him to Australia a bit further away. Hillsong Australia, they're now planting church in, in Bucharest. So every young person that we come across, we encourage them to dream big. We encourage them to dream big, and we encourage them to go and explore the world, but then come back and invest in their nation. And that's what Markle's working towards. That's what Sandu and Ruth are working towards. They're getting experience, life experience. They're growing their relationship with God, and they're gonna come back, and they're gonna be the next generation leading Moldova. So that's what we do, and that's what the devil doesn't like. (laughs) The second lie that's being told about us is that we give false teaching. So to Moldova, false teaching is women in leadership. Well, we believe in women in leadership. We believe that this should be done together, shoulder to shoulder. It's not just men leading the church, but there's a whole army of women out there that are not being used and are God's assets to bring his word to to the nations. And so we promote women, we put them forward, and we encourage them to speak the word of God. And so me preaching in church didn't go down well at all. Um, And that's where the false teaching is is coming from. But again, the devil is a liar and he wants to close the mouths of women. And we will not let that happen. We stand for his will and for his purposes. And he wants women up here next to the men because we lead together. We complement each other. And that's what we do. The third lie that's being told about us is that we are money launderers. I wish I had that much money to launder, (laughs) to be honest, but we don't. But what we do do is is we give out humanitarian aid that you guys enable us to do. We're able to bless people um, with what you allow us to, to bless them with. We're able to give people houses. When teams from the UK come over With money, so that we can build a house and we can bless families to have a home to live in. And every person we've given a home to, they've had such transformation in their lives. They've gone from being alcoholics to owning a house, which then makes them think, oh, hang on a minute, I need to go to work (laughs) because this is mine and it's precious. And I want to make it look beautiful. And it inspires them to put their old life behind them and to move forward into something new. And it's so beautiful to watch that and to be a part of it. And it's such a shame that the devil feels the need to come and accuse us. But we're not scared by that because we stand before the Holy God and we know, hand on our hearts, that everything we do, we do in his name and for his glory. And even in these two years, because we're, we're banned from the churches in the Ungen region, <laughs> we're not allowed to go because the words are, we bring change. And they don't want us to bring change, but Jesus brings change. So they're rejecting him, not us. Um, but we've been at home and even though we've been at home, God is so good. He brings people to our door all the time and we're still able to encourage young people to pray for them. Um, we've prayed for two families who now have miracle babies. One has given birth, the other's pregnant with twins. We've got a double blessing um, and he's still allowing us to, to serve him. And it's such a privilege and it's such a joy. And now with the Ukrainian crisis that we've totally turned our world upside down in uh, February, he's elevated us again to a new position with new people. Um, We're now working in the mayor's office. My husband is uh, deputy mayor. (laughs) Bow to him, yeah. And he's, he's given us people to work with in governmental um, positions, which is quite a shift, but also uh, wonderful because they don't know Jesus. And it means we can come alongside them and we can talk about him and we can share. And we show them what it's like to give. Um, the head of the territory of um, Ongen, he came up to us one day and he says, you know, we tell all of our friends about you because we just can't believe it. He said, you give, but you don't expect anything in return. He says, there's no ulterior motive. And he said, I can't, I can't understand it. I can't understand why you're doing this. Because corruption is so embedded in the nation of Moldova for somebody to give and to not receive something back is just an impossibility. And they're looking at us so curiously like, oh, what are you about? Why are you doing this? And we've had so many beautiful opportunities to just share um, about Jesus. And we are so privileged to be able to continue doing that. And I really want to say a big thank you to you all so much what we've been doing the last six months we couldn't have done without you we've had our home filled with ukrainian families and their dogs and their cats and whatever else they brought with them um but by you giving we were able to just love on them and it was limitless love because we didn't have to worry about finances. We could just love on them and love on them, and they couldn't understand why we were helping them or why we were doing this. But again, we just had so many opportunities to share Jesus. We had so many opportunities to pray with them, and we know that they left our house full of peace and hope for the what next. And that's what's important, because if there's one thing we all need, it's hope. We all need hope for a future, and that's what God gives us. It's not what we get in the world, but it's what God um, gives us. And I love what Romans eight twenty eight says. It says, and we know that God causes all things to, wo- to work together for good. He doesn't say all the good things. But all the good, the bad, the ugly, the nasty, the horrible, the wars, the everything, he works together for good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. Amen. We have fed thousands, and I'm not joking, we have fed thousands of Ukrainian refugees in Moldova. Um, There's many that are staying in Moldova, they're not moving on, it's similar culture, similar language, and to move to another nation is just a big, scary step for them. But through the mayor's office, we've been giving out food, thank you to you, and making sure that they don't have to worry about that. They know they can feed their children, they know where their next meal is coming from, whilst all of this um, chaos is going on in their lives. And that brings them such comfort and such peace. There are 33 villages in Ungen. And because we now work in the mayor's office, we have the telephone number and address of every single mayor across every village. And we can go directly to them, find out who the refugees are and bless them. And every time we bless the refugees, we we um, find the same number of vulnerable Moldovan families as well, and we bless them too. So we're now on our third lorry of humanitarian aid that we've received from uh, working with Feed the Hungry and the Love Moldova Foundation. And we have a big warehouse full of food. Um, We're not giving it out just yet. We're we're being Joseph and we're preparing the storehouses because this coming winter is going to be tough. Um, Right now in Moldova, everybody grows vegetables in their gardens. Everybody has some access to to food. But come autumn, winter, the tough times are coming. So we are storing and we're getting ready for, for when the tough times hit so that we can bless as many people as possible and take that worry Um, away from them but I can't tell you um, how amazing it has been to know that you are with us that you support us that you stand with us that you pray for us it brings us such comfort and we couldn't do this without you and I just pray for God's blessings upon you um, for all that you've done for all that you've Enabled because we're, we're just there, but it's you guys that are doing it. We couldn't do it without you at all. You are absolutely amazing, and we thank you so much. And, um, yeah, I'm going to give over to Leo for his um, so spiritual work.
1: I can say just amen, and that's it. <laughs> She's done it again. (laughs) Seriously. I wish we had a clock there and I can say. (laughs) But no, she just closed her eyes and just going on for it. (laughs) All right, okay. Thank you for the opportunity to come and um, encourage you. But I've been so loved this morning. I've been so overwhelmed with the presence of God in this place. I don't cry very easy. Okay, like this. Thank you. I don't cry very easy. I just cry when I feel touched by by him, by my father. What you know, in the whole universe he chose to be here today, in the middle in in the midst here now. And that's his choice. It's not my choice. He chose me and chose this time right now to be here with with, with us. I love this church. I love zero, but I love myself too. I love because I stand on a, on a rock who I know I'm forgiven. Yeah. I don't look myself in a position to say, you are this way, you're this way, I am loved by him and i loved by you. You trust us, in, and not just trust us, but you empower us. You put all your assets and said, I trust you. Yeah. Long time ago, you know, more years, I was doing some training in Tony Somersfield House. Tony Somersfield, I love you, man. I love you. And, and he said to me to call him dad. He gave me that permission to call him dad, and I'm calling him dad. And one day when I was standing in his house, I had a new, brand new Bible. And he said to me, Leo, write in, that bi- in, in the Bible, you are a man of God. in my broken English, what I was spelling, I write there in Moldavian spelling, I am a man of God. And all the time, and all well, you know, I I start believing it, yeah. trusting in God who put it in me. That I said, "Who is this? Whole, who, who is the Holy Spirit?" You saw so precious in his eyes, and God chooses people, and He chose us. There is a verse in um, in John chapter nine, there's two verses. I'm not going to read it, but I'm just going to say like a story. Jesus was walking. And there, what is very interesting, he saw so a lame man. And then, here it is, the disciples uh, you know, are coming and asking questions. Who sinned? Him or his parents? And that attitude, that kind of thinking, I have it in my head all the time. Because I look from, from, my, humi- you know, from my humanity. Because I don't feel sometimes most of the time forgiven i feel myself judged because of the humanity but what what jesus says not him not his not his parents not the generation here i am to show my glory yeah. to show his glory 3 days the 24th of, of February just just started the war. we just heard the, the, the banging one was started bombing you know, bombing Od- Odessa f- you know, from our house. We just heard, but, but we didn 't understand what 's going on because we didn 't understand what 's going on and we, you know we got very fearful we were very scared Me and Samantha, we packed up the kids um, bags every single child of us had the, uh, his bag packed in his room, and we 'd been ready to flee like everybody else and the fear took took us we even ask um, Matt uh, Said so we, we, we're not prepared can we have some money because to put it in, in uh, some money in our pockets when we cross the uh, border to be able to run to put some diesel in a car I ask the um, somebody here from the church, maybe he doesn't want to, to, to say his name. I changed the tires on my car. I got uh, insurance for, for Romania and I filled up the tank with diesel because I was ready to flee. And, uh, and then the Holy Spirit came. You know, sometimes I don't like it <laughs> because he, he, he is telling you what to do You know, in a crisis. But there was a point when I hear Jesus, I saw him. Because it started, who to blame? Who's, who is fault for what happened? What is happening right now? What people are running? And then Jesus spoke to show my glory. This is me in action. When, when the bombs was um, falling in uh, her son, I don't know what, what, what people knew about our telephone number. They came to uh, a custom, what is called Modulo Podolsk, and they called us and they said, here we are, we receive you. The church is an act that we saw and I still see the glory of God. It's about me being vulnerable. Yeah. Me being vulnerable. And that's, that's what was said to me when I went to Moldova. Don't forget to be vulnerable. Don't forget to be vulnerable. Jesus is always, is always with me. And he always is speaking his righteousness above me. I don't judge myself. I'm just doing what, not what I'm told, out of my brokenness, out of my understanding, I do it, all, you know, out of my abilities, and with, with the empower of the Holy Spirit. And it's not me to judge. I am here to say to you, you are awesome. And it's everybody, if there's anybody here who is judging themselves from the position, I didn't do enough. You done enough. And I want to encourage the church today, the Ziva family you done amazing thing. We're working with the pastor. It's called Victor um, um, Sofian from Budogana. Maybe the, the name doesn't, doesn't say anything to you, but God knows it. And he went to, you know, to one of the villages, and there's is this little babushka just flew from, you know, just flew from Ukraine. Her husband w- was left there because they couldn't leave. And she's here and says, you're just the only one who remembers about us. But it was not Victor who was doing it, it was Christ himself. It was the Zero Church, and it's you guys. And when you look into yourself, you you look into yourself differently. You're putting yourself on a pedestal who is Christ. And he chose us to use us. I am so blessed to be here today with you. I am overwhelmed by the presence of God. And I want to say to you, I love you. Because you hear, you hear the cry of people. Yes. You don't judge them. You don't talk, into, you know, you're not saying you're not polite. Or this or that. You put into ear, you ear, to the, to the cry of the baby. And in and Harkov, and Mariupol, and Nikolaevka. And you listen. And you go in a spirit and you pick them up and you say i am christ christ in you you are christ and thank you for everything what christ is doing in us and bringing us and sharing us and sharing the when we share the glory with him because that's his choice amen Let's stand, shall we? We're going to pray for Sam and Leo, and then we're going to respond to what they've said. Thank you, guys.
0: You're so wonderful. We love you. And why don't you just reach out your hand uh, towards them. Ames, do you want
1: to pray? Jesus.
2: Yeah, so Father, we just bring before you our precious friends right now. We want to thank you for the blessing that Sam and Leo are. Lord, we want to thank you for that word that we know is true, that you have a limitless love over them. You have a limitless resource. You have limitless care and compassion for them. But we also know that they live as your limitless leaders, Lord. We know that actually their love has no bounds. It has no boundaries, Lord. And we recognize that and we bless them for that, Lord. But we also take on the challenge to be more like them, uh, to actually be limitless people for you, Lord God, to be people that love beyond measure, to be people that go the second mile. We thank you that that's what we see in Sam and Leo. We bless them for this next leg of their journey, Lord Jesus. We pray that you would continue to empower and bless them and strengthen them, God. And for these false accusations that are spoken over them, we thank you, God, that they will not stand. We thank you that they will stand in you and in your victory and the identity that you have blessed them for, God. And as a church, God, we reach out our hands to them, Lord God, and we pray that they would know that we stand with them. We stand with them in all ways, Lord, and that the fulfillment and the plan and promises that you have for their life and for their children and for their children's children and for their children's children will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Fill them, God, in every way. Fill their tanks, Lord Jesus, that as they go back, Lord, they know that they're moving forwards and forwards with you god we bless you for this incredible couple we pray that they would be surrounded by your mighty love and we do we receive their challenge lord we receive their challenge today lord to also be those people that would love beyond measure having a limitless life that acknowledges that nothing is impossible with you we commend them to you right now in the name of jesus we all pray amen amen
0: amen Amen. should we show our appreciation for them again thank you God.